What's up, everyone? And welcome to episode number 56 of the Two Metal for This podcast. I'm Jason, and with me, as always, is Justin. How's it going, everybody? And Bobby. Bobby motherfucking McDermott. And on a serious note, there's nothing funny about death, except for when clowns die. I bet that shit's fucking hilarious. So aside from being thankful for clown death, we're also thankful for each and every one of you for listening to the podcast every week and Mm -hmm. interacting with us on the socials. Fuck yeah. Special thanks this week to Ron Burgundy and Brian Fantana. All right. Hey. As for the rest of you, if you're enjoying the show, please feel free to give us a nice rating wherever you listen to the podcast. And don't forget to let us know, what do you want to hear us talk about on the show? Send us a message. Leave us a comment. You can reach us on Facebook and Instagram at 2Metal for this. Yeah, fucking say something. Mm -hmm. We'll listen. And share the episodes with your friends and family. Yeah. Especially if they like metal and especially if they don't like metal. (laughs) Let them know that there's these three guys that get together every week and drink beer and talk shit and let them know why it's awesome. If they don't like metal, this is the perfect episode to share. That said, oh yeah, it is. This week we're talking about death metal. God damn, about fucking time. I don't know if you guys know, but I happen to be a fan of this style. What? So, Bobby's got some album reviews for us. Yes, I do. But before we get into that, here's Justin, the Electric Spider, with the news. The news. Left to Die, which is vocalist Mark Harvey of Exhumed and Gruesome, guitarist Rick Rawls of X-Death, bassist Terry Butler, which is an obituary in X-Death, and drummer mm-hmm. Gus Rios of Gruesome will hit the road this November, and they'll play Death's Leprosy album in full. Neat. The tour kicks off November 11th in Las Vegas and ends November 24th in Oakland. Not doing no fucking Florida shows. I did not see one on there. That's some shit, isn't it? No shit. Makes no sense. The Acacia Strain announced Matt Guglamo as their new drummer. Uh, He was formerly in the band End. Acacia Strain just wrapped up a tour with Lorna Shore and I Am. That is I, the letter Mm -hmm. I Am, Bobby. Sure, it's not one. It's Hey, it could be Roman numeral Mm -hmm. one am. And uh, they'll head out uh, with Dying Fetus, Despised Icon, Creeping Death, and Tactosa starting October 17th in Cincinnati ends November 18th in Baltimore. Despised Icon. So, I think that's a cool name. We we now have... Do we? We have I am, mm-hmm. like the letter I am. We mm-hmm. have I am, E-Y-E-M, um, mm-hmm. and we have I am. I-A-M, no space. I just saw that band. They came up on something like recently. The, like, I'm like dog food? Like, yeah, 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 like this shit's getting ridiculous. Hmm. You know, you know what's heavy? A bag of dog food. <laughs> I'm, that's what we're called. All right. Shit. Goat Whore have a headline tour lined up with Withered and Spider in support. Starting shit, no- it's harder than a bag of I'm's dog food. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Starts November 2nd in Little Rock and it ends November 26th in Pensacola. The Tampa date for Central Florida people is November 25th. So second to last show. Fuck yeah. Goat Whore loves Florida. Hell yeah. Florida third, loves third, Goat Whore. Third time mm-hmm. this year, right? Yeah. Slaughter to Prevail will be back in the U.S. for a headline run this November, starting on the 2nd in Riverside, California, and ending on the 24th in Santa Cruz, California. No support bands have been announced, 
but they did say their last tour was the last one in the U.S. this year. And here's another. So keep it coming, guys. Right. Suffocation will head out on the Ancient Unholy Rising tour with Incantation, mm. Skeletal Remains, and Stabbing in Support. Yeah. That band is called Stabbing, not Stabbing in Support, if you missed it a few weeks ago. Yeah, stabbing in Support is a dumb fucking name, but Stabbing is pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stabbing you because I love you. I just want to support you. It's my support stab. Whenever I freak out, this guy fucking pokes me. That tour starts November 7th in Baltimore. It ends December 4th in Greensboro. There is no Gary in Indiana date because fuck that shithole. Mm. All right, I'm Bobby motherfucking McDermott with some new music out here I'm going to share with you. going to rate this stuff on the uh, one to six upside down pentagrams. The intention is not to crush anybody's feelings, but I ain't here to suck anybody's dick. If I don't like it, I'll tell you. If I do like it, I'll fucking tell you. All right, so this album came out last week, and I figured it was going to be overshadowed by the new Dying Fetus album, which totally fucking crushes. And next week, the Kings drop their new album, so this week, I bring you the eighth full-length album from Cryptopsy, As Gamora Burns. Eight songs, 33 minutes, technical death metal veterans from Canada. These guys have been around since the beginning of the deaths. Uh, they were called Gamora before they changed it in the early 90s, so maybe this is a sly nod with the album title as Gamora Burned. Anyways, the first track is the obligatory stunt opener, an intricate percussive assault with goat's blood guzzling vocals. At first, I was not really into the vocals. Reminds me of a clumsy corpse grinder, but as the album progresses, his craftsmanship and enthusiasm greatly improve. This whole album gets surprisingly awesome. They have their show-off moments, but they get into some seriously sick grooves. An incredible album. Ill Ender, Flay the Swine, and The Obesient are the standouts here. So if you like the deaths, check out the new one from Cryptopsy, As Gamora Burns. I like this one better than The Dying Fetus, but it does have the weak beginning, so five and a half upside-down pentagrams. Up next, we got Radiant Knife. Pressure is the album. Nine songs, 37 minutes, progressive sludge metal from Louisiana. This is their second full-length album, uh, but they've cranked out a handful of EPs and did a split with Worms. This shit's fucking badass. Starts with some psychedelic retro synth stuff, then mutates into this crazy riff beast. It's got killer drums, cool vocals with effects. The songs slide right into the next. We've got big chunky grooves and then interesting buildups and weird slippery turns. Progressive sludge metal indeed. Standouts are Ghost Samurai, Give Yourself Away, and Cleanser. Fans of Colwoon Walled City, Mutoid Man, and Big Business should check out Radiant Knife and their new album, Pressure. That's a five upside down pentagrams. Brujaria, Esto es Brujaria, 16 songs, 54 minutes, Mexican death metal. Siempre me ha gustado esta banda, guitarras sabrosas, tambores de la muerte, letras satánicas. Me gusta estar profundo, mexorcista y odio que amo. No son los mejores, pero son divertidos. Ve escuchar la nueva Brujaria, Esto es Brujaria, es muy brutal, cuatro upside down pentagrams. Shadow of Jupiter's got a new one out, Porticelli. Nine songs, 35 minutes, Stoner Rock from Chicago. Uh, the only way I could describe this is if ZZ Top and the Atomic Bitchwax fucked, and then they got Jack Bruce to sing, but he kind of did it in the style of Casey and the Sunshine Band, uh, but not as awesome as you would want that to be. Daisy Cutter was the standout. Cool rocking stuff from Shadow of Jupiter, and their new one, Porticelli. 
four upside-down pentagrams. Got some singles here. Bad Bet released promo 2023, which uh, features two songs totaling six minutes. Sludgy Hardcore from Canada. Shit's pretty cool, scummy, grungy hardcore, just a taste of their upcoming debut album. So check that out, Bad Bet promo 2023. Blood Incantation got a single out. Luminescent Bridge, two songs, 19 minutes. Melodic, progressive, technical stoner death metal from Colorado. Get your levels right for this shit. Second song, it's Total Ambient Gold. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with these guys, they dominate a particular corner of the death metal style. It's unorthodox. It's epic, but not boring or cheesy. It's technical, but not confusing. It's a weird, haunting adventure. Give it a try. Blood Incantation, Luminescent Bridge. That's it for now. Go listen to something brutal and stay curious, motherfuckers. Death metal is a subgenre whose roots can be found in thrash. 1985, pioneers of the scene Possessed released the album Seven Churches, which has the classic closing track titled Death Metal. This was still a bit thrashy, but you have to mention these guys when you're talking about death metal. Plus, Larry Lalonde was in that band, and he went off to be in Primus. He's cool. 1987, the band Death released their incredible debut, the classic Scream Bloody Gore. This was the sound that begat all the rest. The sound of death metal has some of the most intense drumming you will ever hear. Anything crazier is probably just an offshoot genre like grindcore or that wacky shit in deathcore. The obligatory double bass and the blast beat ambush, crispy clean hi-hats and a pingy-ass ride cymbal make an impressive sonic artillery. The bass is usually in the low to mid-range, not bothering to compete with the drums. And more often than not, the bass player is playing right along with the intricate stuff of the guitarist, or he's doing some cool harmonizing stuff. Also, they utilize distortion effects more so than other genres. The guitar sound can vary depending on location. Over in Scandinavia, the early stuff was known for the big buzzsaw guitar. Big tombstone grinding distortion, which has been cleaned up over the years by the newer bands in the region, which helps with their addition of galloping grooves. Up in the UK, it was either sludge or brutal grind. The New York scene is notorious for its tight and immaculate crunch, whereas in the South, we're a bit grimier, no less intricate, but it's got the swamp sludge vibe. And over in the West Coast, it's more of a punk thrashy vibe to it. But no matter where it's from, this shit is heavy and aggressive, tuned low with lots of distortion, and of course the most notorious part of the sound, the Cookie Monster vocals. Mm. Low guttural roars of demonic monstrosities come to life. This is not where clean vocals will be found. These guys definitely drink goat's blood. Some are better than others, some are comically horrible. The band combined give you an intense delivery of complex arrangements with surgical precision at breakneck speed. Lyrically, this stuff usually covers anti-religion, anti-politics, death, 
murderers, classic literature, historical atrocities, philosophy, and horror movies. The genre is often looked upon as moronic buffoonery, but I have an example here to the contrary. In 2021, Cannibal Corpse released Violence Unimagined, which features the song Slowly Sawn. Here's one line. It's two words. Meticulous slaughter. Not only is meticulous a great polysyllabic adjective, it's full of hard consonants, which is provocative to the ear. And the word itself is almost percussive. It sounds like some hi-hats. Meticulous. Then the word slaughter, which is a brutal word, has a double syllable, which is the basic obligatory heavy riff. Meticulous slaughter. It's beautiful. It's poetic. It's just an example demonstrating there's a lot more going on than loud noises and guitars and monster fucking shit. So, strap in, folks. Get your levels right and turn this shit up to 11, because we're talking about death metal. Justin. All right, so we're going to get into death metal now yeah. with Cataclysm. Uh, in the Arms of Devastation is the first album we're going to talk about. It's their eighth studio album. They're from Quebec, these death metal legends. This was released in 2006. It's nine songs, 41 minutes. Starts with Like Angels Weeping in the Dark with the lyric, Revenge is a meal best served cold. That's a quote from the 2004 movie Man on Fire, not The Godfather which I always thought it was, but it's not. Always thought it was a cool way to open the album, though. It goes right into the demon riff and some fast-paced drumming, just pummeling you right from the start. Killer spots where uh, the vocalist screams with the machine gun drumming all in unison. That's, you know, death metal style here. Killer opening, nice chugging fade out. What'd you guys think? Uh, isn't the vengeance is best served cold in that like an old Klingon proverb? It's It's got many different things, but the exact... Uh, Audio clip is from Man on Fire. Ah, I got you. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, yeah, it was an okay opener. I wasn't really familiar with this band uh, before this week, so um, I didn't know what to expect. Never listened to Cataclysm before. There's a lot more melody in here than I was expecting. Not necessarily a bad thing. I like the slow breakdown at the end. It's got a very a Monomarth type of vibe to mm-hmm. it. They are more melodic death metal, technically. Uh, Let Them Burn is the second track. Uh, I think that one has a cool back and forth between the vocals, almost like uh, there's multiple voices going on in his mm. head at the same time. But there's just one vocalist to this band. Yeah, uh, on this song, I noticed, uh, you know, I got the headphones on as always. Uh, the second guitar track coming out of the left, I like that tone a lot better than his actual main guitar riff. So I thought that was interesting. It was, uh, had a nice little fuzz on there. It's pretty yeah. cool. Crippled and Broken. More sludgy vibe here. It does pick up throughout the track, though. This one had some Skin Lab vibes on there. Yeah. Yes, exactly. This one, I, I made note that there was uh, definitely some groove going on. I like the beginning riff. Uh, this song was uh, very much needed for me because I found the second song to be just a bit monotonous. Mm. But this one's a pit song. Yeah. 
We'll talk about a lot of pit songs throughout these two episodes, but the next track is Terrain Again. The uh, first 30 seconds to me sound like something off a metalcore album from the era. Remember, this is 2006, so this is like peak for As They Lay Dying and Killswitch Engage and All The Remains and all these bands, and I thought that that opening was straight out of that. Uh, but then it moves into the faster death metal. even gets a little bit of groove, as Jason just mentioned he heard it on the previous song, but I really start to hear it here. Uh, there's a cool dropout with a small bass solo. the dumb flingy fling fling bit in the beginning uh that's a cool riff and it gets into some death clock type stuff mm-hmm. and almost has a bolt thrower style ending yeah more amount of marth vibes on this one to me it yep. sounds like a war song mm-hmm. i do love the part you're talking about where the guitars drop out yeah and you just hear the bass just chugging yeah that's that's awesome as Bobby mentioned earlier, the bass player a lot of times is just kind of harmony and stuff in, in uh, death metal, but you know, there's a chance for him to stand out here, so that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. It turns to Rust. Uh, it's more brooding here, slowed down. This track has a guest vocal from Morgan Lander of Kitty. Hmm. It sounds like middle-era hate breed B-side. I thought this one was really Slayer-inspired, which I guess also lends to the hate breed comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the similarities don't stop just with the guitar work. The vocals here also, I thought, were higher and more of like a Tom Araya type shriek. This was my favorite track on the album. Uh, it's got the cool breakdown part towards the end, and it just kind of stands out quite a bit amongst the other tracks. Hmm. Yeah. Open Scars came next. That's more of that back and forth vocal. It's really cool. Uh, moves right into this screaming solo. Really good shit. I like that track. Oh, man. Open Scars is the best one. It has dumb vocals, a hilariously terrible solo, <laughs> and it's still the best one. That's some cool fucking riffs right there, man. That was a cool song. Yeah, that's a neck snapper. I like that one. Uh, Temptations Nest is uh, more accessible death metal for someone maybe getting into the genre. It's mm. not real crazy. Mostly just a groove track. But it still leans into the death. Yeah, it's kind of mediocre on there. Cool lyrics on that song. Uh, Born into life with a feeling of hate. I tried to change, but it turned into fates. Fatal blow to society's face. Torment I will create. <laughs> like that. In the words of desperation, killer opening riff right into that clean drumming from Max, who's on the drums at this time. And then they kind of pick up the pace. Another cool track, in my opinion. Second best one, I thought. Has some really cool stuff on this one, man. I enjoyed that. They close it out with The Road to Devastation. It gets kind of black metal in the vocal for a bit here. Uh, mixing in with the gutturals. 
that sound more like uh, a demon trying to escape hell. Mm. Really fucking cool solo uh, that here that fades out into some broken up spoken word that sounds like it's coming from a radio and then a clock ticking, some brooding orchestra over it, closing out the album. Pretty strong. But what is that, like three minutes at the end where there's not even much going on anymore? It's just noises and stuff. Yeah, uh, the ridiculously horrible vocals from Tim Roth of Into Eternity. Wasn't a fan of that. And it was way too long with the clock outro. Mm-hmm. Like they, not, they, nothing happens at the end. It just tick-tock, tick-tock, It, it could have been tick-tock. like 60 seconds at the right. most. And I was like, three oh, minutes just, of it. Gonna happen, yeah. You know, and then nothing. Not even an alarm sound or nothing. Nah, it's, it's, right from the beginning, I, I saw how long this song was. <laughs> and I was instantly bummed out because I was like, God damn it. Uh, and then I was kind of like, I, I liked the song and you get four and a half minutes in and then the rest of it is pretty much the fade out, which is pretty unnecessary. I guess it's probably cool, like on the first listen, but mm. then after that, I'm going to be annoyed every time I get yeah. to that part. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Sometimes the bands don't think this shit through, like, you know, it, yeah, was, a, it was a little too much. It's cool. And then the novelty wears off and you're like, oh, I got to listen to the fucking <laughs> clock ticking every time. Like, fuck that. Uh, the singer Maurizio Locano. Good job. Uh, he accents each word and his staccato delivery. This dude actually sounds like a fucking cookie monster. It's hilarious. Uh, the drummer, Max Dumel, uh, the drums are off, man. Either he stops a note too soon or he misses the change by two or three notes spilling over. It fucked with me the whole album. Uh, also, I absolutely hate his snare sound. I would not want to jam with this dude, just saying. Uh, the changes are sloppy. The vocals are very not good. There's some cool riffs on this album for sure, though. If you're into bands like Machine Head and Exodus, uh, you'll probably dig these guys. That makes sense. They've been at it for 30-plus years, veterans of the scene. Cataclysm in the Arms of Devastation. That's a two-and-a-half upside-down pentagrams for me. Really? Not even quite a full prong. So this was my introduction to the band. Uh, overall, I enjoyed this listen. Uh, they're definitely not doing anything that we haven't heard before, but they're doing it pretty well. This one is a four out of six for me. This is more melodic and groove on the side of death. It's not always balls to the wall. Uh, songs are slowed down at times, but they come back to crush you whenever they want. Uh, there's a similar feel to a Monomarth here, as Jason's mentioned numerous times, but it's without the Viking theme. Uh, In the Arms of Devastation's a very good album, top to bottom. Great opener. Closer solid until you get to that three minutes at the end. There's good pacing in between the opener and closer. Four and a half out of six. Nice. What you got, Bobby? All right. I got a relatively newer band, Body Farm, death metal from the Netherlands. Uh, These guys started out in 2009, cranked out their first EP in 2010, and have since released several full-length albums. Another EP and a split with Carnation. This is their fifth and latest album, Ultimate Abomination. The lineup here is Alex Seegers and Brian Hillhorst on guitars, Ralph DeBoer on bass and vocals, and Dave Sherman on the drums. This song is 10 minutes and 44 minutes and starts off with Torment. A killer start. We got the Scandi-style buzzsaw grind with interesting vocals, uh, all kinds of pick slides and little ear candy here and there in the background, a sick solo. Uh, I'd guess the riff that kicks in just under two-minute mark is where you got interested there, uh, Justin. You usually fucking get into the after two-minute mark of death metal. Yeah, that was a cool opening. What was that? It drops out into kind of a distorted bass for a second and then comes right back in your face. Mm-hmm. Coming out of the solo, the laugh was sick. That's probably about that two-minute mark mm-hmm. you're talking about. <laughs> Very much in the vein of old-school death metal. Mm-hmm. 
brutal stuff. I hear some classic Sepultura vibes mm-hmm. in there. Up next, we got Symbolical Warfare. Technical stunt grind to the fucking show off all their cool moves they got. Then we get into the killer groove with a hint of mm-hmm. black metal style progression and a nice shredder of a solo. Uh, it's got a bolt thrower style breakdown that gets into some awesome galloping grooves. Killer ending. Great song. What'd you guys think of that one? Love the melodic part that starts a minute and a half uh, right before the solo. Mm. Good stuff. Song's got a lot of groove to it. The breakdown had Children of the Grave vibes mm. with the riff. Oh, yeah. Up next, we've got The Wicked Red. This song rules, man. It sounds like the Entombed album, uh, Same Difference, which wasn't well received. I love that one. Very early clutch style type stuff. And this song could have easily been on that album. Kind of alternative sounding. I like this song a lot. Cool change up from uh, where they've taken you so far. And then the brutal ending. So this is interesting. So this one has a different vibe to it. Mm. If you listen to what's going on with the guitar... This could have easily been reformatted as an alternative rock song, mm-hmm. which is a testament to the band. Like these guys can write some catchy fucking death yeah. metal. But I thought it was really interesting that we both referenced an alternative rock song when we were listening to this. I'm telling you, man, same difference by Entombed is a totally underrated album. They went like totally clutch, real cool stuff. You know, not Entombed sound, and they probably fucking like that album was influenced and yeah cranked out this killer song it's always love when we all listen to something blindly and don't know what each other's gonna say and then we end up saying like yeah. the same shit like that's that's awesome you know, yeah. i like the uh how it really kicks up after the spoken word bridge on that song hell yeah up next we got blasting tyranny they love them some pick slides man great stompy marsh song not a good solo kind of carry king did <laughs> how do you end that track blah Mm, yeah, there's a he lot. He did of, it better though. Yeah, there's a lot of bleh in there. You know, bleh. You got to clear the throat, man. The, the good track, blood though. starts to clot. That's you a know? you know almost everything we're talking about is pit songs. There's another mm-hmm. one. This is the song that you could use to usher in the apocalypse. Nice. It's got a nice vibe of impending mm-hmm. doom. Mm. Next, we got the swamp. Uh, this one has a hey. badass video, so check that out. Uh, this song is incredible. Uh, in the non-veteran category, I'd say this is the death metal song of the year. It's been talks uh, lately of like, you know, at the end of the year, what songs are big. These guys are kind of making a splash. Uh, yeah. It's everything you want from this style. It's got the epic evilness delivered by solid battery of drums, sludgy, unholy riffs, solos that slip and slide throughout. This guy isn't even the best vocalist, but he's giving it his all on this one. this progresses into a death metal masterpiece it's a great song it's not my favorite on the album but it's deserving of the title of uh you know best death metal song from a non-veteran of the year so check that one out yeah i didn't know that there was any hype surrounding this song so Mm -hmm. that's funny yeah um 
on my first listen, this was my favorite track on the album. Right. Uh, definitely a slow burner, mm-hmm. but once it gets going, it's fucking intense. I think it's the heaviest song on the album, in my opinion. And I think the solo really adds to the anxious tone that they set with the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. It just makes me feel uneasy the whole time I'm listening to it. You should watch the fucking nah. video. It's a goddamn battle in like the Vietnam War. It's fucked up. Was that a, a violin or something they open with? Yeah. Mm. It's really cool. I didn't expect that. And then it morphs that violin into the guitar in like very sinister way. Yeah, man. Uh, good. Track is slowed way down. Nice break at the midway point in the instrumental section at the end of the track. I really enjoyed Hell yeah. Carving Repentance brought the heat after that banger before. Makes me uh, think, oh, I just got a new axe and I can't wait to show it to my next victim. Yeah, there's some hardcore punk inspired riffing on this one, Mm -hmm. Uh, but somehow it works. But when I listen to it, I can't help but think if you played it with different distortion, kids would two step to it. (laughs) Probably. I, I like how they lead you out of the last track with the instrumental uh, into this with the riff building before it speeds back up. I thought it was a great transition between the tracks. And then when they drop it way back out halfway in, there's an ominous riff leading into such a bizarre vocal delivery. Almost like he was struggling to get it out, and then he comes right back in to kick you in the face at the end of the track. Hell That's yeah. probably my favorite track on the album. All right. Definitely an interesting pacing throughout the whole album. Uh, Empire of Inequity. This is a standout and an already really cool fucking album, but god damn, the riffs will fucking get mm-hmm. you. Yeah, it's like a marching into battle type yeah, song. Dude, that's what I said, too. It's like a <laughs> drum roll, like almost a military march at times. Demon riffing, cool-ass song. Soul Damnation. You can't tell me this one didn't grab your fucking attention. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick one favorite, it'd be this one. I love when the Tasty Nuggets are on the back end of the fucking record. Very thrash-inspired. Mm. This is what it would sound like if Tom Araya goes on stage with a sore throat. <laughs> like it. Yeah. By this point in the album, I'm fucking sold. This just keeps getting better, and that opening riff is tough. Head bobbing immediately at this point. Oh, yeah. Sacrilege of the Fallen. Starts like some Arise era Sepultura. Even has a solo in the uh, Andreas Kisser style. I love the... Mm. At the beginning. Yeah. It had that big epic opening into that, and then it just kind of goes back and forth with the slower verses into the chaotic courses. With smooth transition, a song builds through the first half into a killer solo and a drum section to close it out. It, it's like exactly it's what cool, Bobby man. was talking like, about on the Rage so cool. episode where they come straight out with the vocal at the mm. beginning. Mm-hmm. It Coming just on grabs the one. you and you're yep. like, yeah. Yep. And then they kind of take it away and then they give it back and they take it away. It's fucking great, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep going. Yeah, tell me more. Mm. Yeah. Tell me Charlatan more. Charlatan Messiah. The, the closer. great closer. One last go to crush what's left of you. Did you guys enjoy your listen of Body Farm? Man, this uh, band was another first for me outside of just listening to one song a while back. Mm. Uh, I hadn't really heard this super solid death metal album. All meat and potatoes, good old-fashioned death metal, five out of six. Yeah, I had no idea what to expect when I started this album. This wasn't what I was expecting. It's aggressive, but it's not nonstop. Songs breathe, riffs come through, the drums pummel you, the pace changes. It's got a groove element to it. There's always have heavy vocals without getting too Cookie Monster. Uh, the album is tight, had great pacing. Uh, this band has just 3,200 monthly listeners on Spotify, and that needs to fucking change, so you mm-hmm. need to go check them out. Uh, added bonus, the album art is sick. This is a five out of six that may go up the more that I listen to it, and I'm nice. sure we'll talk about this album again later in the year. 
Oh, yeah. This is like 90s deaths, but with good production. A lot of bands out there are really trying really fucking hard to get this sound. Bands like Creeping Death, Gate Creeper, Flesh Meadow, all awesome bands, but these guys are fucking killing it. Mm -hmm. I think they are the best non-veteran death metal band out there right now. Musically talented, killer songs, cool name, and they're creating some heat for themselves. I know you only got the 3,000 a month you said there, but, uh, you know, maybe we'll get 3,010 after this. Let's bump it up, man. (laughs) So if you're wondering what's going on in death metal lately, it's these guys. Definitely check out Body Farm Ultimate Abomination. Still a six upside down pentagrams. Six, six, six. Two metal for this is brought to you in part by Goat's Blood. Have you ever wanted to be the singer of a death metal band, but you have the vocal cords of a soft-ass little bitch? What you gotta do with the pros, dude, and coat your throat with the blood of a goat. Goat's blood! Chock full of vitamin E holes, guaranteed to make you sound at least 66% more demonic on your next recording. Goat's blood! You gotta coat your throat with the blood of a goat, or you'll sound like a little bitch. Goat's blood helping death metal sound brutal for over 30 years. All right, so next we're going to talk about some veterans of the scene. Mm-hmm. It's weird to say that because I remember when these guys came out. Mm. That means I'm fucking old. Mm. But we're going to talk about the Black Dahlia murder with their album Nocturnal. The album is 10 songs, 34 minutes, and was released on September 18th, 2007. If you're unfamiliar with the Black Dahlia Murder, they're a melodic death metal band from Waterford, Michigan. What a boring sounding place for a death metal band to be from. Mm. Michigan, yeah. Their lineup on this album consisted of Shannon Lucas on the drums, Ryan Williams on the bass, John Campanian on lead guitar, Brian Eschbach on the rhythm guitar, and Trevor Sternad on the vocals. If you're a fan of the Gothenburg style of melodic death metal, but you prefer to not have the jolly sing-along parts, you're probably going to get down with the Hmm. Black Dahlia murder. Everything went black is the opening track, and it starts pummeling you right from the start. Trevor's definitely a super talented vocalist, seamlessly going from the high-pitched evil screech to the deep guttural growls. I immediately do not like that screeching black metal type vocal, but the deeper growls sounded really good. Yeah, everything went black. Killer riffs, sweet solo, drums are solid. Can't stand the vocals. Good opener. So Trevor does the lows. Also, it's not the Eschbach guy because he's, he's the backing vocal Eschbach guy. Eschbach does do uh, backing vocals. He's not the low gutturals. It's still Trevor doing the It is Trevor doing the vocals, uh, both parts, no, on, no. on the recordings. No. And if you watch old performances of them performing live, you'll see him go back and forth. It's really kind of funny to look at. It looks like uh, like when Seth MacFarlane does like cartoon voices, and you're like, how the fuck is that noise coming uh, out of him? Yeah, you know? I thought it yeah. was two different guys. I definitely like the, his low guttles are cool, but that fucking ranch screech. Oh, I, not I, I, I love both. All right. Uh, All that's right. probably why I like Burn the Priest and, and you you guys don't. Yeah, um, there's other reasons, but yeah. What a horrible night to have a curse is the next track. Uh, I've always been a fan of Trevor's lyrics, and this song really demonstrates why. Sacred weapons to the sacred revealed to be unleashed upon the council of hell. 
Blood flows down the streets at night where wolves cry out for flesh, where a horrible curse taints the woodlands nearby with the forms of the walking dead. Man, that's awesome shit. That is pretty cool. <laughs> this band is fast and tight. The track has less black metal vocals than the opener, so that's a good thing for me. The instrumental section in the middle was really fucking cool. Yeah, horrible vocals aside, this is a fucking great song. When he finally shuts the fuck up and they get into that killer technical <laughs> grind, it's badass, man. Virally Yours is the next song. Uh, super intense. Uh, more groove in this one. And Trevor's contrast between the shrieks and the growls takes you for a really intense ride. A quick drum intro still counts as a drum intro, and I fucking like it. I worship only what you bleed <laughs> is yeah. the next song. Really cool solo. Murderous functioning, an animal within me speaks. Nothing but blood could satisfy these carnal needs. Wow, yeah. That's some fucking, if that's not death metal, then I don't know what death metal is. Right. Uh, it has a little bass thing in there, and again at the end, that was a pretty cool standout part. Nocturnal, the title track. I know Bobby always has high expectations for the title track. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Does this one live up to the expectations? Great. Title tracks and riffs, killer drums, prettiest solo on the record, stupid vocals and cool sample, slight fade <laughs> out. It's everything you're going to get from these guys. Great title track. Uh, as I've said before, I much prefer his deeper vocal, which is mm -hmm. predominantly of this song. Uh, there's a nice solo to break up the face melting speed of everything else. The audio clip at the end is from the 1987 movie, The Monster Squad. Hell yeah. So I also thought this was the best guitar solo on the album, mm -hmm. and I liked that they slowed down just a little bit because it creates like a really dark, ominous vibe on the track. Mm. Death Mask Divine is the next song. If you dig into the lyrics on this one, there's some really sick shit going on. Mm. Uh, it's about killing his lover. Starts mm. with the line, removal of the eyes gives my heart a sudden chill. Mm. I preserve them in formaldehyde to gaze upon at will. Yeah. It goes on to say later... I weave the sucking trocar beneath your bruising skin. Tonight I'll lay beside you, darling, in necromantic sin. <laughs> All right. Man. That's sick. There's yeah. another really cool instrumental section in the middle leading to a solo in here. Yeah, man. Badass grinds on this one. Another standout. Death Mask Divine. I like that one. Of Darkness Spawned is the next track. This one's just made for the circle pit. Mm -hmm. It's filled with, as Justin calls it, the demon riffing. I like this track a lot trademarked yeah getting into the back end of the album now this one really stood out as some of the coolest changes keeps making left turns into cool stuff probably my favorite on the album nice Oh, 
Climactic Degradation. Another banger. Beautiful solo on this one, too. I found this one to be the same. Uh, not, not as interesting, but that was because of the fucking killer one before. What are you going to do? You're going to put it somewhere. Right. To a breathless oblivion. This song sounds so delightfully evil. Mm. Puts a smile on my face. The opening groove is pretty cool, and then it gets into a black metal style grind, but then gets into another cool riff, and then the laziest solo ever, man. I used phoning <laughs> that one in. And then just a black metal mess with another solo. This song uh, is just phoned in, man. Uh, nice fade out with the closer, though. Warborn. Hmm. I love this as a closer. Mm -hmm. Starts out very groove metal, kind of maintains that vibe for most of the song. Killer way to close out the album because this song is very different overall. The vibe is different than the rest of the album. Yeah. So I think it stands out, which is what you want to happen on the closing. And then it has a nice fade out to close it out. Yeah, that song's fucking heavy. At one point, the vocal sounds like it's being performed underwater. It's got a cool sound. Uh, I haven't heard anything like that. The drums behind the solo stand out a lot. Lots of cool effects and shit near the end. Great closer. Yeah, man, like I said, the song before it fades into the close here. This is a good one. It's got the cool effects on the vocals, great solo, one last grind for the road, and an excellent fade out with the subtle bullets and stuff ripping through the air all around. I thought that was a really nice touch, man. It's a good closer. Uh, this band is airtight, moving at high speeds with breakneck changes. They are intense. The drums are clicky as fuck, but Shannon Lucas is good. Uh, so I'd asked you if Brian Eschbach uh, was the other uh, vocal guy. We cleared that up. I do appreciate the lower gutturals better, but uh, Brian was the main songwriter, so uh, I do like his riffs and stuff. Good job there. Uh, the lead guitarist, John Companion, uh, kind of got like a West Coast flavor to his solos. I like that. Uh, pretty much just this, this like the highs that Trevor does. This band's pretty cool, though. Super huge for the scene somehow. Like, they mm -hmm. fucking exploded. Like, that was unreal. They definitely made an impact on death metal, and they are worth checking out. Black Dahlia Murder Nocturnal is a full upside-down pentagrams. So I never really got into Black Dahlia, uh, and more than anything, it's the screeching vocal that kind of ruins it for me. Uh, the band, though, is on it. Fast-paced, killer riffs and solos, blast beats, galloping drums at breakneck speed. Uh, but I just can't get into that dying animal vocal he does. Um, it's a shame, though, because otherwise there's a lot to like here. Three and a half out of six. Yeah, all right. Prong and a half. Prong yeah. with a boner. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to like it more, but... There's some vocals, you know. man. That rat screech is yeah. fucking... It's hard to listen Not to. Not for me. Uh, you know, The band's great, And though. then it's even more disappointing. Now you said he does the fucking lows. Just do that. That was wrong with you. You guys are making me question it, but no, I, I watched a video of him doing it, so I know he did it. <laughs> um, because I knew you were going to ask me Well, no, question. I looked into it, and he just said backing vocals was the other guy, so I, I just figured, you know, it was two guys, because it sounds like they're trading off as opposed to him... It does. You yeah. know what I mean? And maybe they did it that way on the album. I don't know. But like I watched him and he was doing both. Yeah, right. So so as far as death metal goes, the Black Dahlia Murder have delivered on all fronts here. It's not overproduced, but it's very well produced, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't take it too far. It doesn't have too many bells and whistles. It sounds nasty and dirty like it needs to. The band is menacingly precise. Mm. Trevor's a beast on the vocals, and the lyrics are some of the most dark and disturbing shit I've ever heard. To me, this is a perfect death metal album. Mm. It's a six out of six. Six, six, six. Rest in peace, Trevor Sternad. 
and I wish nothing but great things for this yeah. band moving forward. So there you go, everybody. Uh, this is only the beginning. We've just begun to scratch the surface of what we're going to get into here in our discussion about death metal. Hmm. So there you go. There you go, motherfuckers. Check this shit out. Check this shit out. All right, everyone. That is our episode for this week. Hopefully you enjoyed part one of our two-part discussion of on course death you metal. Did. Be sure to let us know what your favorite death metal bands are in let the comments section. Know. Now, make sure you tune in next week. Tune in for the second half of our conversation about death metal. That's it for this week. That's it. Until next week, keep it death. Death. And rage with respect. In the arms of devastation. I didn't fucking say it like that. In the arms no, of I'm devastation. That'd be a good contrast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, In the man. arms of devastation. Cataclysm. Cataclysm. You're good, man. Just do your thing. Like he's all in your head now. In my head, <laughs> zombie. A lot of room in zombie. there. There is. There's a lot of dead space between my ears. If you're unfamiliar with the Black Dahlia murder, what did I do? Uh, it's dumb face. Oh, okay. I was making stupid faces. Oh, okay. <laughs> thought I fucked up. Like I looked right into it, and it, <laughs> like, it made me dumb for a second. You know what I mean? Like Medusa's glare, but it's stupid. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. Sorry. Go ahead. My bad. <laughs> Never look a merman in the eye. <laughs> Children. <laughs> mm.